You know, it was on February 22nd, 1980, I know a long time ago, that the United States hockey team, made up of college students and other amateur players, pulled off one of the greatest upsets in sports history, defeating the hockey powerhouse that was the Soviet Union. And as the t seconds ticked down to the end of the game, broadcaster Al Michaels asked in one of the most iconic uh, sports calls in history, do you believe in miracles? We are in a season of miracles right now, aren't we? With March Madness and college hoops. This is a time for half-court buzzer beaters or Cinderella stories. The types of things that will live on in college lore and YouTube glory. Do you believe in miracles? You know, this morning as we wrestle with that question, maybe there's a better question that we should be asking. And that is simply, could you use a miracle? Students, you might be thinking, yes, because it will take a miracle to pass this upcoming test. Faculty, you might be thinking, yes, because it will take a miracle for them to pass this upcoming test. <laughs> no, maybe you're thinking about that completed term paper that you'd love to have just come floating down from the heavens. An A paper would be great. I'll take a B paper. Really anything, as long as it's done and completed and I can turn it in. Or maybe it's a miracle of time needing to stop and for the earth to stand still. Just for a few moments as you hit the snooze button one more time. Or maybe just for a few hours as that deadline approaches. Or for a few more days as an unfortunate issue is needing to be dealt with. Or maybe weeks or months, if ever. What about those needs for even bigger miracles? The ones that are needed in the face of personal trials or family hardships or medical concerns. Could you use a miracle? Well, then if so, you are in good company, my friend. We've been walking through the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew tells us in chapter 8 that after hearing Jesus preach and teach, crowds of people begin following Jesus wherever he goes. And in the midst of this, they are witnesses to all sorts of things. In chapters 8 and 9 of his Gospel, Matthew records at least nine different miracles that Jesus performs. A leper comes to him and he heals him saying, You are now clean. A centurion who has a servant who is paralyzed and suffer, suffering. And Jesus says, let it be done for you. And the servant was healed at that moment. The disciple Peter, his mother-in-law, was sick with a fever. And Jesus touches her and she is healed. Jesus is with his disciples in the boat out on the sea when a violent storm begins to kick up. And Jesus rebukes the storm and he calms the sea. Two men, tormented by demons. So Jesus, Jesus cast those demons out. A paralytic lying on a mat is brought by his friends to Jesus. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And when questioned on his ability to say such a thing, he says, well, in order that you can see that I can forgive sins, 
turns back to the man and he says, rise, take up your mat, mat and walk home. A young girl later on is brought back to life from the dead. A woman bleeding for 12 years is healed. Blind men calling out to him have sight that is restored. A man unable to speak is suddenly given his voice. You see, if you need a miracle, then Jesus is your man. Matthew's saying, here is your Messiah. You know, but it's an interesting thing. As you read through those chapters, quietly tucked away, in the middle of all of those miracles is Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. And this is what it says. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and he followed him. You see, Matthew was a tax collector sitting at his booth imposing the commercial tolls. Now, we can't know for sure, but it would probably be a safe assumption that like all the other tax collectors, he was making himself prosperous, taking advantage of the people by exacting from them more than was legally required to be paid and skimming off the additional amount as profit for himself. See, there's a number of reasons why the people of Matthew's day considered tax collectors to be in that special category with all the other sorts of people as being the sinners of all sinners of all sinners. But Jesus came to him not to pay a tax or a toll, but to say, come follow me. And Matthew does. He, lives every, he leaves everything from that life in the past behind. And he follows Jesus. And as we read on in the verses that follow, Matthew, he ends up gathering up all of his fellow disreputable sinner-type people, all those friends just like him, to have a dinner party with Jesus. And when the people begin to judge and reject that Jesus could do such a thing, that he would socialize with those sorts of people, Jesus responds by saying, it's those who are sick who need a doctor. I came for sinners. Because those who need a miracle are the ones who need the Messiah. You see, in the midst of all of these miracles, Matthew records for us what he probably considers to be the greatest miracle of all. That Jesus, the Messiah, would turn to him, a sinner, and say, follow me. That this Messiah, that this man of miracles, would turn a sinner into a son, making him a child of the living God. You see, God still works all sorts of miracles in this world. The unexplainable yet undeniable. Whether it be with healings or changes in outcomes or deliverance from difficult circumstances. And he invites us to turn to him in the midst of those needs and to seek his intervention. Now, we may not always know or understand why here, but not there. Why in this way, but not in that way. 
Why then, but not now? And there will be a day when all of those questions will be answered when Christ returns, if not sooner. But I think Matthew would have us see that for all the miracles that take place, all the miracles that we might desire in our lives and in the world, that there is no greater miracle than being called to faith, being made a child of God, and being given the gift of life in Christ who would die on a cross for us. those who have heard Jesus' gospel, who have been washed in the waters of baptism like we heard about last week, Matthew invites you to hear about his story in order that you would reflect upon that miracle which the Holy Spirit has worked in your life. That you would rejoice with him, saying, what a gift, what a joy, what a life that Christ has given to me. And to those who currently are where Matthew was, certain that he didn't need it or that he couldn't have it, Matthew invites you to hear his story in order to invite you to a house party with Jesus, to experience the greatest miracle that you could ever know. As the Messiah comes to you with life and forgiveness and healing and cleansing and a simple invitation of his own. Come with me. Follow me. And so if that's you, I hope you'll come and chat with me or with Pastor Reese or with your coaches or with your professors or with any other staff members at Concordia who would love to share the hope and the joy that we, like Matthew, have experienced in Jesus Christ. Do you believe in miracles? Well, in our text today, we know this much is clear. That Matthew sure does. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the grace and mercy that you have given to us. For the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who would come into this world to take on human flesh. To walk in the midst of this world in order that he would call people to come and follow him. And to receive the gift of life that only you provide. Lord, I pray that you would continually remind us of the miracles that you work in our life. That you claim us as your children. Not because of righteous, holy, and good things that we do, but because of your Son, Jesus Christ, his faithfulness, and his death on a cross, and his blood which was shed, so that the debt of all these things were paid. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, which works in us faith as we hear these gospel words. We pray that you would continue to help us to cling to your word of promise. Lord, help us to do like Matthew, and to share this wonderful joy and gift with others. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.